Okay, can you hear me? Yes, <clears throat> I hear you. Yes, very good. Stay there. All right. Israeli forces raised to the ground about 20 shops belonging to Palestinians in Abbots, the latest in a series of demolitions in the occupied territories. The UK maritime trade operation says a potential hijack of a Panama-flagged vessel off the coast of the UAE has ended. And Taliban militants claim responsibility for a deadly blast targeting Afghanistan's defense minister and warn of more attacks on top Afghan officials. Hello and welcome everybody. It's 2.30 p.m. here in the Iranian capital, Tehran. You're watching Press TV's World News. Our top story for this half hour, Israeli forces have demolished several shops belonging to Palestinians in the occupied Al-Quds. Israeli forces, accompanied by bulldozers, raised to the ground about 20 shops in Hizma, northeast of Al-Quds. This is the latest in a series of demolitions carried out by Israel against Palestinian homes and facilities in the occupied territories as well claims that the structures lack construction permits this is while such documents are nearly impossible to obtain palestinians say the demolitions are part of israeli efforts to expand its settlements that are illegal under international law We're watching Press TV's news review where we look deeper into some of the top stories of the day. On this segment of the program, the UK Maritime Trade or Operation says a potential hijack of a Panama-flagged vessel off the coast of the UAE has ended. The security agency said the ship is safe and borders have left the tanker. It did not give uh, any details in its warning notice. On Tuesday, Maritime sources said the asphalt Princess tanker had been seized off the coast of the United Arab Emirates. They also accused Iran of being behind the incident. A spokesman for the Iranian military dismissed the anti-Tehran allegations. Brigadier General Abul Faz Shekarchi said Israel and its allies from the region and beyond are waging a media war against Iran, using psychological warfare and creating pretexts for adventurism. 
Joining us on this edition of the News Review, we have uh, Mostafa Khoshchesh, journalist and political commentator, joining us from the Iranian capital, Tehran. Also, we have uh, Ryan Dawson, political analyst and broadcaster, joining us from Osaka. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Let's start off with Mr. Khoshchesh. Uh, sir, give us your thoughts on uh, events that have transpired recently. The maritime sources uh, blame uh, Iran. Iran has uh, vehemently uh, denied uh, those uh, anti-Tehran allegations. What are your thoughts? Hello, Barry, and good to be with you again. Um, it was expected uh, from the Israelis and Americans to start uh, using cries uh, and, and uh, about, uh, you know, the current affairs in the Persian Gulf and uh, the Gulf of Oman and go for high, uh, a false flag uh, uh, hijacking and unreal stories and uh, in order to you know, uh, rally international support for their bid to win a UN Security Council resolution against Iran. Um, they they are uh, actually uh, disturbing security in the Persian Gulf. That's detrimental to the security of all uh, the neighbors uh, on the rims, northern and southern rims of the Persian Gulf. Um, because the Israelis and Americans uh, have long proved that they don't care for security in this region because they don't live in this uh, part of the world, so they don't sustain much damage. Uh, while other countries in the region are victims of such uh, hues and cries, um, after the failure to rally support for a UN resolution uh, after the ship incident last uh, in the last few days, they went for this false flag operation in order to pressure international society into accompanying them uh, uh, for pressuring Tehran. Uh, it's a long time that Israelis and Americans have been uh, developing plots in order to deter uh, the IRGC that's in charge of the Persian Gulf, in order to widen their own presence and find a foothold in the Persian Gulf in order to, you know, transfer the lands of tension, the hotbeds of tension from uh, the occupied territories where they are under, you know, uh, a siege of resistant forces to uh, territories adjacent to Iran. So they have now moved uh, ahead and done the first part of their plans in order to, you know, disturb the situation, disturb security in the Persian Gulf and Gulf of Oman through psychological warfare uh, in order to rally, uh, you know, to pressure or coax international community into supporting their bid. This is nothing new. They have already done that several times. We do all remember when they attacked Iraq uh, or, uh, under the pretext that uh, WMDs have been traced in uh, Iraq and they found nothing. And the scandal you know, in Iraq, apparently has not been enough for the Americans, and the Israelis are now, have now joined the Americans to repeat false flag, of, of, you know, of unreal stories uh, about the current state of affairs in this part of the world. Uh, but what they don't care and what they don't pay attention to is that when they set fire to the uh, stability and peace and security of the region, uh, you will be burnt as well. You have a lot to lose. They do a lot of you know, trade in this part of the world. But apparently they are insane enough 
in their quest for uh, winning uh, uh, the support of other countries that they go lunatic and they go, you know, for such false flag uh, operations and media hide in order to damage Iran's credit. But the ultimate goal, as I said, one of the ultimate goals is, you know, deterring Iranian presence and active presence of the IRGC in the region. But uh, as we do know, IRGC and their policies, uh, they would not be deactivated, they would not be intimidated or influenced by such plots. And uh, they stand firm in reciprocating any kind of animosity towards Iran, as has been the case in the past, uh, especially in the past couple of years. Ryan Dawson, uh, I saw you nodding there. Give us your thoughts on the issue. Mr. Khoshesh believes that the likes of the United States actually care very little for uh, uh, any form of security in the Persian Gulf region. Yes, and this is propaganda. They decided it was Iran without any evidence or motive. Why would Iran hijack a ship which has little to gain? It doesn't make a dime's worth of difference trade-wise. And while they're in the middle of negotiating with the United States to reinstitute the Iran deal, they would risk it all over a boat. Now, the United States has started two wars on false pretexts where they claim their ships were attacked. Their war in Vietnam was blamed on the Gulf of Tonkin, which never happened. And, of course, the Spanish-American War with the Maine. And yet, uh, when their ships are attacked, the British ship, the SS Patria, was attacked by the Israelis, and the USS Liberty was attacked by the Israelis. Britain and the United States did nothing. So when their boats are attacked, it doesn't matter. And when they're not attacked or when they make it up, they use it uh, to go to war. And they ceded territory from Spain. They took the Philippines, and they killed 2 million people in Vietnam. Now, this latest uh, is a pretext to say, well, if Iran is hijacking our ships or attacking them with drones then the u.s or israel will be able to seize iranian ships claiming that well that's what iran did even without evidence and the story is really stinks to the fact that the ship was hijacked and then the people who did it just left and nobody knows who they were and and where did they go and why weren't they followed it doesn't make any sense it just seems like a false flag that the media is running with and no motive or evidence seems to be necessary, which seems to be how most war propaganda tends to go. Uh, each lie, uh, it just dies within one news cycle, and then they're on to the next lie, and then the next lie, uh, which you can see clearly in recent times with Iraq, and then Libya, and then Syria, and now Iran. Ryan Dawson, I'm going to stay with you. As you mentioned, there are a lot of holes in this plot. The question is, who really benefits from uh, this sense of insecurity in the region. Yes, who would want to squash the Iran deal between the United States and Iran, and who would want to seize Iranian ships, and who has recently been saying they'll go at it with Iran alone? Prime Minister Bennett of Israel. The entire U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East is directed by Zionist influencers. It doesn't benefit the United States to be occupying Rojava or helping terrorists in Syria. It didn't benefit the United States to invade Iraq twice. Uh, and, it, and now the oil from Iraq is being sent to China. It doesn't benefit the U.S. to have sanctions on Iran. But they do because there's a very strong Zionist lobby 
uh, which affects the presidency and the Congress. They're very powerful, and the press favors conflict, no matter what it is. They do the same thing for Salafist jihadists from Saudi Arabia. When you have religious extremists, be they Muslim or Jewish, uh, or any any other anybody anybody that's extremist, they get a nice uh, fat paycheck from the CIA. They get uh, logistical support. They've been given weapons. And they're caught doing this over and over again, from Iran-Contra to now. The U.S. has covertly supported uh, militant groups to destabilize different countries. And it doesn't seem to matter how many times they're caught doing the same old song and dance. Uh, the media doesn't report it, uh, which means both parties are involved. And this most recent hijacking in, in north of Oman is a ridiculous narrative. How can people hijack a ship? and then just leave without being caught. It doesn't make any sense at all. And why would you blame Iran? What is the evidence? You just think it's Iran because you need it to be, because you want to seize their ships? Uh, there's no motive for Iran to do that. It would be insane for Iran to start hijacking ships out of the blue uh, while in the middle of negotiating one of the biggest economic deals in, in for their future uh, since the deal was made. It's, and they just came off positive talks last June. So why would they sabotage us? Who would want to sabotage this? Obviously, the Israelis. Musa Hoshchesh, let's cross over to you for a final thought. Uh, Iran, uh, the Iranian uh, spokesman for the Iranian military has uh, dismissed the allegations stating that uh, Israel and its allies from the region and beyond are waging a media war against Iran using psychological warfare and creating pretext for adventurism. Elaborate on those comments for us, please. Um, who would be insane to go for such adventurism uh, on the eve of the inaugural of your new president? Everyone wants, uh, any country wants to be safe and stable and uh, security be intact when uh, the inauguration ceremony of a new president is to happen the next day. So it was expected from Israelis and Americans that they want to push the region into turmoil in order to preempt uh, uh, President uh, Raisi, uh, because they expect that President Raisi would be tough on them. It doesn't mean that Tehran would leave the JCPOA, not at all, as my colleague said, but he would not be so soft on uh, the Israelis and Americans to allow Israelis to do, you know, assassinate, to do uh, a sabotage and terrorist attacks. and. Uh, uh, he would be tough on the United States in order to, uh, you know, remove the sanctions under the JCPOA and in multiple other ways. Uh, they they would try to force. He would try to force. If you have the connection, I don't know if the connection stands or not. He would he would do his best in order to. Uh, pressure the United States, leave its containment strategy, and move on to uh, conflict resolution. Therefore, they want to preempt him. They want to send a tough message that we would escalate the situation, and we don't know any borders well, for that to happen. Uh, that's the first thing. A second point is that after the Americans lost uh, credibility of their military threats against Iran within their containment strategy in order to subdue Tehran and, and push Tehran to talks and receive 
concessions the way we experienced. They've always been using couple of weapons, sanctions, and credible military threat. And after triple incidents, the last one being Iranian missile attack on Enol Assad, the they lost credibility of their military threats to Tehran. So they uh, 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 they have uh, you know asked and and planned for Israel's complementary role in order to pose threats to uh, Iran. That's why Israelis have been escalating tensions uh, against Iran. That's why they have been conducting attacks right. on Iranian targets. And what Mr. Ned Price and many other Americans forgot to say, in American media especially, is that Americans and Israelis have been attacking Iranian, 12 Iranian ships at least, in the last one year. Where have been they? How come this a hostile move against Iranian tankers, oil tankers, and trade cargoes has, uh, has not okay. uh, endangered and threatened uh, free navigation. There are strict questions, tough questions that they need to answer. Iran is a responsible party. Now we can see pretty well and easily that Israel and Americans are escalating tensions very mm -hmm. irresponsibly and insanely. All right. Thanks a lot, gentlemen, journalists and political commentator Mustafa Khoshchesham joining us from Tehran. And also thanks to political analyst and broadcaster Ryan Dawson speaking to us from Osaka. With that, it brings us to an end here on this edition of uh, the News Review. But do stay tuned. There's plenty more to come here on. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks.